Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. guys, welcome to the Kermit River Fly Shop Podcast. This is the Guide Roundtable. And I am with Rob and Ryan Bueller. Hey now. Hi guys, how you doing today? And we're going to get some insight onto the fishing in the Southern Sierra. And what's going on out there, water temperatures, fire situations, whatever we might talk about here in the next few minutes. But we just wanted to give you guys an update on what's happening up here in the Southern Sierra and and what's going on. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. Okay, cool. Robbie just jumped forward right when I said that. <laughs> I, 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 I was only going to say that Ryan was out today, so he may as well be the, the one to jump in and go ahead and go first. That's okay, a good idea. Last couple of weeks, our water temps have been getting on the high side, obviously, because of our weather here and the low water. And we finally have gotten a couple nights of lower temperatures and it's helped out this morning we went out at 7 30 it was 64 degrees the water and at 11 30 when we left it was 68 so that's a lot better than it has been that's for sure it'd been a couple degrees we've been getting like 70 at 10 o'clock on some days it's Dude, been it was actually cool last night it was so, it was so sweet nice. for the first time all sitting summer. out on my porch for, for the first time but, okay and the only, that like of course right when we get cool water cooler night temps we want to open up our windows that dang fire started yeah and now uh, all of a sudden like halfway through the night i'm like god my room smells like smoke now yeah. dang it so unfortunately, we have that French fire that's west of Walford Heights. Yep. And I know it's, they say 5% contained. That was the last oh, I heard. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see after today. Hopefully the winds stay down today and they'll be able to get some work on it going. Yeah. Um, but back to the fishing. The fishing was decent this morning. We got five grabs for a brand new fly fisher and three were subsurface. Two were on top on a cicada cada and a stimulator. Nice. And so there was nice action in the morning for once. It was really good. So I think things are starting to turn around if we can keep some cool nighttime temps. Are you finding the water temperatures colder above the Fairview Dam? Or are you guys doing most of your stuff up higher than that? Or are you guys kind of hanging below the Fairview Dam? What, what are you guys finding? We've been above, yeah, above the Fairview Dam has been a little cooler. And the middle section where we really love to fish a lot of that area, it's just been a little bit warmer. And the... The flows have been less there. Yeah. So we've been going where the water's been moving a little more, getting a little more oxygen in there, and up higher where it's obviously just a hair cooler. Yeah. It's been our best. I was lucky enough to have a couple of clients earlier in the week that were able to get out past the bridge and hike out a little bit, and we did, we did pretty good out there. So similar to how Ryan did in the morning, we had uh, four or five fish rise to the cicada cater and the red fuzzy wuzzy. And then, um, surprisingly, not a whole lot subsurface. The same areas I was fishing, we weren't getting too many bites on the nymphs. If we were, they are very picky. It was just one bite and one and done. They'd just give you one shot mm -hmm. and, and not come back. So 
kind of tough fishing. You had to be persistent, get good drifts, um, be patient. Um, but if you were that, you would get we would get some bites. Yeah, and, and water temperatures are starting out at sixty five. You said this it morning? was sixty four. Sixty four. Yeah, That's 7 a lot 30. better. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. Nice yeah. man. And so we've been getting, like Rob said, you get your good drift, and you can get a grab and a spin where like that one fish will come and grab once. And when it's a little warmer, you'll come, that guy might come up three times until he feels the hook. Yeah. And now we've been getting him react once and that's kind of been it. And we've been moving on. So don't be afraid to hit and move out there and move around and find some uh, more active fish in certain areas. If you're not getting anything in one area. Where, what else are you guys doing out there? Are you doing any other techniques besides uh, dry droppers or is it just mostly just dry dropper? Uh, Ryan switched up to just straight dry today. Sometimes if if I'm lucky to get a client out early, early before the sun hits the water, I do a double dry because we're getting some to come up and hit the uh, elk hair caddis and a stimulator. Um, mm-hmm. But that's only been over the last week because before that the water was a little bit unclear. Uh, very few fish were coming up through the column a week, week and a half ago. It's finally cleaning up. We got more fish coming up through the column. Yep. So if you get out early, early, right at sunrise, before the sun hits the water, definitely got a shot at some top water action. These guys are uh, talking about the upper Kern, which is the section above uh, Kernville and a 20 mile stretch in there. And that's uh, that's mostly where they've been uh, guiding. Occasionally going above the bridge and going up there. Danny Housh, I know, has been going up there um, above the bridge as well to get to that cooler water. Um, I've been geeking out on the bass. <laughs> I was there. Uh, I was on the lower Kern uh, last night um, from about three o'clock until we couldn't see anymore, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, I saw the most epic uh, caddis hatch, which I filmed actually. Totally amazing! Awesome, uh, looked it, incredible. And I've never seen that many caddis. I don't think anywhere. It was pretty crazy. And the smallmouth were actually coming up and, and eating those, which was kind of cool. That's rad. So we were actually throwing uh, uh, poppers, which was, you know, it's like right as soon as that sun goes behind the mountain, man, it was just on. Okay. It was super fun. And we were, were you down in your normal spot? Yeah. We were, we, yeah, we were fishing uh, pretty low down on the Kern and um, we were using uh, uh, sinking leaders. Um, I've switched over to a three weight and I'm, I'm using, what? Yeah, it's so fun. So I switched over to a okay, three. What happens when that 10 pound largemouth grabs on? Right, right. Yeah. Actually I caught a sucker about, he was probably about four pounds and it was nice. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Last night he grabbed a game changer, Okay, but uh, it was a nice fight on the three weight. But I've been finding that, um, it just makes it really fun. I've been putting that sinking leader um on the three weight line no way you're going to the dark side and going sink tip yeah with a three weight <laughs> with the three what weight. the heck's going on is that just epic <laughs> and and so we're throwing that and uh game changers you know uh down there and it's just it's just uh, an amazing fishery Excellent. Um, not a lot of people go down there and fish which is pretty awesome do you think if you would have had some small stimmies i'll care caddis they would have been smashing that if you would have oh, scared to- them on the top totally yeah um we were using um uh, I think Dane went, Dane threw a, a dragonfly. Sweet, you know. And then we were we were just seeing them coming up like trout. Yeah, which is uh, which is really cool to see. But just the the smallmouth on the topwater. I mean, epic throwing yeah. throwing it into the bushes and okay. it was just uh, it was really cool. It's my favorite for sure. You know, you guys know that. Yeah, we do. Um, so what about Crawley? 
What's been going on up there? Uh, Crowley's been tough over the last month. Uh, warmer water, Daphne hatch, uh, which is a little microscopic uh, aquatic for invertebrate. And the, the fish kind of key on those and follow them around the clouds around the lake. They're tough to target when the fish are eating that. That finally left. The water temp's finally getting a little bit cooler with our cooler nights here. And the last week's been pretty steady, a good steady bite. Um, they put in a bunch of uh, planter trout, so small three to eight inch fingerlings for uh, next year. And it's, it's the change of season right now. It's what's called, um, some people call it trophy season or just fly season because it's uh, no bait allowed and barbless uh, single hook only. And why do they why do they do that? So protect the, the yeah yeah input yeah. the little trout they just put in so all the bait guys don't rip them out of there. Okay. Yeah, they're dropping in all these three to eight inch fish, and if those they're putting in literally like a half a million of those. Um, so uh, many on an, annual, on an annual it, basis. Crazy. Is that Fish and Wildlife does that? Uh, no, it's no, a private yeah. fishery. So it's all privately. They run. raise money for that. They have tournament. There's a tournament That's this weekend. What the tournament this weekend's and for? They oh. get money to raise to buy more stock fish oh, to put in there interesting yeah. so they put those in in august and shut off the bait fishing so the bait fishers can't pull out those small fish right away by next spring those same fish are 12 to 14 inches a uh, very catchable size for almost everybody to re recreate on the lake and then uh, you go through a whole other season and they're 18 to 20 inches if they make it through uh, um, a season and a half basically they have such a prolific uh, food source there, multiple food sources. Those trout go really big, real fast. Yeah. And that's the great thing about Crowley. And over winter, oftentimes it doesn't freeze over. And if it does, it just, the top freezes. They're still feeding all winter long and getting big. Mm -hmm. And those new planters will be, like you said, 12 to 14 by the time season starts next year. So that season on Crowley shuts down, like, is it November 15th? Yes, November officially. Yeah. Okay, so there's no more fishing all the way until when? Uh, the opening day, the last weekend of April. Okay, so yep. normal yep. trout yep. season yeah, over there. Okay. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Dakova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. It's, it, it's, 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 I'll go ahead. It's interesting, you know, just talking to you, going back from, coming back from your trips and going back and forth and stuff, just how the fish go from one McGee Bay to they go to somewhere else. Then they're in this deep of water, then they've moved up, and now they're fishing along the edges for yeah. the little. That's what I was just trying. Yeah, that's what I was just about to touch yeah. on is the this has been a crazy year, super difficult fishing. We've had to chase, there's been no patterns, no normal patterns because the water has been an unusual temperature. There hasn't been a normal influx of water coming in. 
through McGee Creek and through the Upper Owens, which normally creates um, uh, a little uh, pattern where cooler water is coming in. The fish congregate in those areas, and the water hasn't come in at all, so the fish are reacting differently. They've been going out to deeper water, making it very difficult to fish um, for most anglers. And they finally came back into the shallow water uh, recently for the perch fry and f to go up to gorge after the bigger fish are gorging on these fingerlings that are coming in too. So you can see, you know, 18 to 22 inch browns chasing these three to eight inch fish. <laughs> and <laughs> and it, it's almost like little boils. It's boiling on yeah. the surface. It's almost like saltwater stuff. So I was throwing when I was by myself, yeah. I was throwing game changers yeah. and stripping those and getting whacked by 18 to 20 inch fish. Oh, and sweet. But the bite was steadier on the still water nymphing technique with um, a midge on the bottom. So, you know, I was using that with clients. Yeah. And most years you get McGee Creeks coming in heavy and they call it McGee Miracle. And they'll stack up right along the channel going out into the lake and you can set your boat up and it's just epic. It's almost effortless during those times when they stack up there and everyone can come in and get fish. And this year it didn't happen so all those people that normally come in and think they can go get fish real easily all of a sudden they had a hard time yeah and they had to start doing some other techniques going to different depths and a lot of people didn't adapt to that and they just quit fishing the lake this the, year the lake's been very quiet the last month yeah. the, the recreational anglers are way down the float tubers are way down yeah. the, the probably the number of guides on the the lake daily is down a little bit too and that's because of the difficulty of the fishing people are having a hard time getting fish on a normally it's basis. really easy for at yeah. this time of year in mcgee bay where everyone can come and catch a fish yeah and now it's not that and way you got to work and challenging and it's showing who won the, the better guides on the lake you see that's really evident when you go out there and then it's showing just the average recreational recreational angler who can change their tactics and adapt to it and get into fish so don't go away from it take it as a challenge yeah. and get out there and figure it out um same with those little fingerlings they just put in those little eight inches will hit your fly and move that indicator so quick and you have to up your game and get quicker on your hook set and it's great training so don't avoid those little ones right now go out and use them and practice and get your hook set down if you can hook set those little guys you'll be able to get the big ones no problem but it'll really make you work on getting your hook set quick and strong and go out there and practice so what, what's going on with the owens and hot creek and all the creeks up there right now what's happening you know i wanted to ask you also real quick has the level of the lake came come so down the lake is down significantly for its normal uh yeah. capacity but that being said compared to all the other bodies of water up there that are um the still waters you know up in the bishop area and all the reservoirs it has a, a decent amount of water still left okay. in it it that's three it's run by the department of fish and i mean uh, ladwp yeah. So they save water significantly. They mm -hmm. need to save it for the ranchers in the valley. In case we have a drought this year, they're saving a little excess. So yeah. it's it's pretty well managed by the Department of um, LADWP okay. um, to save water. And the pictures we've seen a lot of other reservoirs, it looks a lot better than them. We've seen a lot of reservoirs at 10, 20 percent, and it's it's probably at 70 percent right now. Yeah. You know, 70, 80 percent. Yeah. So going back to the Owens and Hot Creek and some of the other creeks up there, are people fishing those or what's going on? With yeah, people are still fishing, but 
fishing's difficult. They're having the voluntary hoot owl closures on Hot Creek, Upper Owens. Water temperature's warm by midday. Flows are very low. I did go look at Hot Creek uh, about two weeks ago. Weeds are very high. Very few spots to fish that are fishable. Uh, if you get a hatch and you get fish kind of um, hitting on top, you can get some fish, but almost impossible to nymph outside of a couple pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just stayed away. In the Upper Owens? Upper Owens is a little bit more fishable, I would say, but yeah. uh, low water for an average year and uh, warm water as well. So early in the morning is the way to go. What about uh, the Lower Owens below? Um, I'm not sure what the water temp is there. Flows are decent. Um, normally yeah. it's blown out because yeah. they're irrigating for the right. uh, ranchers in the valley. But they're again, they're saving water and, mm-hmm. and conserving it um, appropriately. And so fishing is good. Uh, flows are at about 200 cubic feet per second or just above that, which is all pretty close to ideal. Um, but I'm not sure what the water temps are. So down does there. Does the, that, the air temps in Bishop are kind of like here at times. It's hot right yeah. now. And I w- so I would everyone's ass- kind of going elsewhere. So I would assume the water's warm, too, because it's coming out of Pleasant Valley Reservoir, and that's, that's at a lower elevation. So I'm, uh. I, don't, I wouldn't think it's – Crowley's warm, so I'm assuming yeah, Pleasant but, Valley's yeah. warm. You know, like it can't be much cooler down there. Wow. So um, kind of go, going off course from the eastern Sierra and the southern Sierra, heading over to the coast. So um, I've been hit, uh, spending a lot of time over there uh, doing the surf stuff in Morro Bay um, and also in Ventura. And, of course, you know, in, in Morro Bay, we're just getting the surf perch and, and whatnot. It's been uh, been really good up there. What about Corbina up there? Are they gone that far? They <laughs> no. seem to be everywhere this year. <laughs> we don't have any Corbina. At least I haven't seen any up uh, above uh, uh, north of Point Conception, but definitely down in the uh, Ventura and south, uh, definitely seeing a lot of Corbina. Um, July was epic. Um, I'm going to be heading over there in a couple of days again to guide and also do a surf clinic. But um, looking forward to being over there in that cool, that cool water and that cool weather, man. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> that's, uh huh. Exactly. That's awesome. That's when I went down. It was like two weeks ago. Now I went down to Dana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was fishing. Tell people about that. Yeah, I went down to Dana Point Harbor, or old stomping grounds. And some clients of ours wanted to go out and try something different. So we took them, I took them out into Dana Point Harbor. Nice. Went the day before to scout and went outside and caught some calico bass. It was so fun. Yeah. Went out in the morning and it's just, I was the only one out there. Um, tuna fever's taken over down there. The bluefin, I guess, are in close right off Dana, like a mile right outside Dana. Some dude on his kayak caught one. Nice. And so all these boats are launching and they're just taking off out the harbor. I go right outside and I'm fishing the break wall all by myself. And it was just really cool to be back down there. Mm-hmm. And the next day went out with Mike and Denise and we had a really fun morning teaching them how to roll around in the harbor and get used to <laughs> not getting slammed up against the jetty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she actually, Denise did great. She made it outside. We went outside and that's crazy fished for a while as we had a really good time. Uh-huh. And so it's a really fun fishery down there. And I guess right now everything's kind of going off. The water's super warm. Bass bites on the croaker, all the corbina are in. Nice. Um, surf perch, the bluefin tuna, I guess, are going crazy out there. Every once in a while, Bonito will get in close to the shore yeah. and is an accessible uh, game fish. Yeah, and yeah. they're out at Catalina Island right now in bunches, and I guess the yellowtail are starting to come in more. So we got to, I know we all got a couple on a trip here coming up with Captain Vaughn Podmore. Yeah, soon. When, when are we going on that? Um, October 20th. There you go. <laughs> 
You Hopefully do. get some yellowtail out of the <laughs> island. Um, if you guys ever want a really neat experience, check out Captain Vaughn Podmore out of Huntington Beach, and he takes you out to the island. It's, it's a blast out there. It is, man. Yeah. I haven't gone out there yet, but I'm going with you guys. Yep. Uh, apparently on the 20th. <laughs> on the 20th. <laughs> Super stoked. Well, there you guys have it. Um, the Guide Roundtable um, with Rob Ryan. Robin Ryan Bueller and me, Guy Jeans. And we want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you, guys. We'll see you later.